Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Well, it's uh, been a busy weekend of cricket, of course. Uh, You'd expect that at this time of the year. It dominates the headlines and uh, it's hugely important uh, for us that uh, we get this uh, test match up. I think uh, saved if we can, but on a positive note, and I don't think there's anyone more positive to talk about it than uh, former Black Caps uh, batter Craig McMillan. Uh, so many uh, situations he's played in here with uh, the Black Caps under pressure trying to survive. So uh, let's uh, get his thoughts uh, as we join him now. Uh, morning, Mac. Morning, Smitty. Right, OK, let's look at the scenario here, mate, before we go into the where's and why's. 280 to win. Um, so do, what, do, what do we do here? Ideally, um, it, it's gettable, nine wickets in hand, uh, severely against the odds. What would be your approach? It is doable, and the guys have to believe that. Um, is it? I mean, it's highly unlikely, isn't it, when we've only won two test matches over there in 70-odd years. And you look at the different days and the runs scored. Day one, 258, runs scored. Day two, 216. Day three, only 181 runs scored. And then yesterday, day four, just 224. So we're asking for the most amount of runs to be scored on the final day in the toughest batting conditions. So that shows how big the task task will be for this New Zealand side. But 280 is not out of the equation, especially if I think one of those experienced players, the likes of a Ross Taylor, a Kane Williamson, peel off a, a special 100 and it's going to take something very special to get to that total. To even back throughout the day is going to be a special effort. So they have to be positive. They can't afford to just go in with the mindset of um, batting for a draw because that won't happen with that mindset. There's enough on that surface. They're going to face a lot of spin throughout the day that something will happen. So they actually have to find a way to put some pressure back on the Indian bowlers so that they don't have as many attacking fielders around the bat and that gives them a better chance of surviving. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Concur 100% uh, that they've got to be positive, even in defence, they've got to be positive. Uh, let's uh, talk about the, the performance or, of our bowling attack. I mean, I think it's been an honest performance, particularly from the seamers, maybe even closer to outstanding when you look at Salvi and, and Jameson. Uh, but they've uh, they've got all but the three all but three of the wickets that we managed to secure in the course of uh, those two innings. So, Matt, uh, lack of penetration from our spinners. Uh, 102 overs we bowled at them, and AJS Patel picking up three wickets. Yeah, it's been an issue, isn't it? When you play three spinners, you um, expect them to do a a bulk of the, the bowling and probably pick up a bulk of the wickets, and that hasn't happened for New Zealand. I think. You're right, I think it's been quite a remarkable performance by Salvi and Jameson. Quite often, 
you hear this New Zealand team attack that um, they can only perform in New Zealand conditions because they're weighted in their favour. Um, well, I think that's been blown out of the water, and I think the bowling performance from both Southie and Jameson has just been outstanding. And effectively, that's the reason that New Zealand are still in this test match. Um, I guess there's a question mark um, in terms of uh, Will Somerville, who to me is a very steady off-spin bowler. Um, he does a job, he can control the run, run rate, but he's bowled 40 overs without picking up a wicket in spin-friendly conditions. So the question for me is, if Neil Wagner had played this test match and bowled 40 overs, would the figures be the same? I don't think they would have. I think Wagner would have picked up three or four wickets minimum, so that would have helped New Zealand in their cause. So that will certainly be something that I guess the coach and the captain will have to factor in when they pick the side for the second test of Mumbai. Um, but yes, it's difficult for our spinners. They look rusty, they look under-bowled, underdone, which um, was always going to be a little bit of an issue with the preparation that they had moving into the series. But certainly it's going to be a trial by spin for the New Zealand batsmen today. Um, but our spinners perhaps haven't stood up like we probably would have wanted them to. Yeah, Mac, when you, you talk about the uh, the DRS system, and I'll just highlight it again a bit this morning because of the fact that it appears that Will Young should perhaps have reviewed his and uh, he might still be out there with all 10 wickets in the bank, which would have been great because he played so well in the first innings. But um, we didn't, and uh, he got sent. So... Tell me, uh, when you were around the Black Caps as such, did you have a, a system about the system? Did, did you talk about how you communicate on the field? Yeah, we did. And the first thing was to wander down and talk to your mate because quite often um, the non-striker gets a better line, a better view of, of the actual delivery and where it's heading. Um, but last night it just seemed so slow. Like There didn't seem a lot of urgency. The ball turned square and he had a decent stride in. There was always some doubt as to whether it was going to be hitting lead stump. And it just looked like it was in slow motion. So you always encourage the guys that if you feel you know, that it's not something not right about it, use it. That's what it's there for. You'd rather that they used it and got one wrong than saved it. You have a guy walking off the field like last night who didn't use it because he was too late on the signal, and then you find yourself a wicket down. So it's one of those things that, we still don't haven't quite got right, and it, and it comes and goes. But yeah, that was a big play last night in that final couple of overs of the day. So you get a guy like Will Young, who's you know still making his way and uh, into the Test side as a regular. Uh, he looks a very fine player, I've got to say. Um, but do, do you have that as a young player? Think oh, I better not steal one of Canes, or I better not steal one of Rosses, or I better <laughs> not steal one of Henry Nichols. Uh, I mean, is that thought in your mind because? I mean, a more confident player might just say to hell with it. I deserve, I'm one of the best players on this side. I deserve to take that punt. I'm not going to leave it up to Tim Salvi having it at number nine or ten. What's the point there? Um, you know, do they have that kind of train of thought? Well, I hope they don't, Smithy, but, but I think you're right. If there'd been a more experienced player there, it, he probably might not have even gone down and discussed it with Tom Latham. He might have signaled straight away because he felt there was something wrong about um, the dismissal. So, yeah, I guess with inexperienced players, that can be a factor, and that's why they'll go down and chat, and that's where you want the non-striker, the batting partner, just to back him up and say, mate, there's some doubt there, I think you should go upstairs. And you want that conversation to happen. The conversation was just a bit slow, and um, obviously that was um, the disappointment and the reason that Will Young had to walk off last night. So let's look at um, the positive side of batting today. 
as a, 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 a batting coach, etc., how are you talking to these guys? And, I mean, you know, we've got three very, very, four very experienced players um, in and around the scene now. So what do we talk about here in terms of positivity? Do we, we take our natural game out of the equation? Do we say to Ross Taylor, look, if you can get 40 in a hurry, uh, those guys are going to disappear from around the bat, etc. How do, how do you approach uh, this positivity about trying to either save or win? Well, we talk about partnerships. That's going to be a big key today is building partnerships. I think back to New Zealand bet Pakistan and the UAE a few years ago, Smitty, where we faced similar conditions actually in Dubai and the UAE where the ball was turning against a very good Pakistan spin attack. And I remember Ross Taylor scoring a very good 100 in Dubai where he came out and he was positive right from the start. At times... It looked like, um, I wouldn't say reckless, but it was certainly aggressive and perhaps a bit more aggressive than what Ross Taylor is at the start of the innings. But it really got him going. And, and I think if Ross is just relying on defence, then surely one of those deliveries is going to have his name on. So he's got the mana and, and the experience um, and the record behind him to actually go out there and be a game changer. So I would be encouraging him. Um, and the experienced guys on the side that you mentioned are actually our best players of spin. So Latham, Taylor, mm. Williamson and Nichols have all done well in, in spin-friendly conditions. So they're the four guys that really have to set the platform and, and build some partnerships because India will get, they'll get nervous if they don't have New Zealand three or four down at lunch. You know, if New Zealand have those partnerships going throughout the order and start getting closer to that target of around 280, then they'll get nervous and the pressure will go back on them. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty interesting. I, I think they've got to be uh, very positive in what, what they do. Now, um, over the weekend, the uh, Super Smash got underway. What did you make of uh, what you saw there? Yeah, it did. I thought there was some really good cricket on show. So I think Wellington... Uh, Firebirds and the Wellington Blaze look like um, two pretty well-oiled machines. Um, they've got some good players. Finn Allen again showed what a dynamic player he is. Um, and Mealy Kerr was outstanding with the bat and with the ball. She picks up wickets against Canterbury for fun. So I think we saw yesterday that uh, Dane Cleaver, who um, is perhaps a name that not a lot of people know around the domestic scene, but he's been with Central Districts for a number of years and has been in the New Zealand A set up. He played beautifully with um, a hundred, unbeaten 100 has got his team with central stats on but I think with the New Zealand players away and quite a big squad of lace but it's a great opportunity to see the next tier and the next perhaps superstars of our game so it's been a good start to the domestic season Yeah it has indeed and uh, just finally before we let you go Mac uh, uh, Pat Cummins uh, with uh, Steve Smith as the deputy so the, uh, the fact that Steve Smith is the deputy all of a sudden suggests to me really that all is pretty much forgiven. Uh, what did you say in that respect? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I totally agree with that, Smitty. I think Cricket Australia would have, um, in an ideal world, probably preferred Steve Smith to be captain, but with uh, everything that's gone on, that, that probably wouldn't have been the PC look and, and the smart, from a public point of view, appointment. So... Pat Cummins is obviously um, a very nice guy from, from all accounts. You hear he's obviously a great bowler. Um, he's done a little bit of the vice captaincy work. So um, that was perhaps the easier choice and the smarter choice for Cricket Australia with the fires that they're dealing with at the moment. But you sort of feel that 
Steve Smith at some stage will probably captain Australia again, but perhaps the time wasn't quite right now. Yep, absolutely, mate. Well, thank you very much. Uh, be five o'clock. I'll be glued at five o'clock. Uh, just I know it's, it's it's ball by ball. I know it seems hard to explain to um, uh, people sitting at home. It's ball by ball when you're perhaps looking at, at surviving up to four hundred and eighty of them, but. Uh, I guess from a batting point of view, that, that's how you got to look at it, ball by ball, because uh, with their spinners, every ball is so different. Yeah, for sure. And I guess the message to the New Zealand batting line up today is don't join the hole. Throw some punches, um, make life difficult for the Indian bowlers, and you just never know. And with this New Zealand side over the last couple of seasons, they've accomplished some pretty special things. So let's keep our fingers crossed that they can do something and uh, perhaps have our third test victory in India after a number of years. Yep, absolutely, mate. Uh, I totally agree with you. Thanks very much for your time this morning. Enjoying your work. My pleasure, Smitty. Thanks, mate.